from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Welcome to this week's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter. I'll be talking with Alex Kirakake. Uh, he's a, a recent graduate from the LA Trade Tech uh, sign painting program in Los Angeles. Um, Mr. Doc Guthrie is the lead on that program. And uh, Alex is going to give us some input on what the class was like, uh, how some of it works, what some of the things he learned, and he's got some other experiences he's going to share with us as well. So if you've uh, ever been curious about, which I have, the uh, LA Trade Tech Sign Painters course and how it all works and what those guys learn, uh, Alex is going to fill you in. So let's give this a listen. So I don't know much of anything about you. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll have to you have to school me. Okay. So uh, let's see a little bit about me. Uh, I'm 22 years old. Okay. And uh, I'm a graduate from LA Trade Tech. I started that class in August of 2011. I was 19 years old. Is that right? Yeah, I was 19 years old, and uh, and I had a two-year-old daughter who's now five years old okay and uh yeah that's uh that's kind of the starting point okay you're you're in southern california yep huntington beach california okay and the la trade tech uh that's the um that's the basically the only sign writing course you can take in the united states now and that's doc guthrie yep okay yep uh there's also uh a new teacher there now named Carlos Aguilar, I believe is his last name. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he's kind of taking over the class right now. So so your your name is Alex. How do you pronounce your last name? I don't want to butcher it. Kurakaki. Kurakaki. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Japanese. Okay, gotcha. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you came on the show because, um, you know, I've, I've talked to quite a few of the older guys who've been doing it a while but it'd be interesting to get your perspective on uh what motivated you and what it was like going through the the trade tech school and everything so why don't we start with the motivation why why did you want to do this got it yeah well thanks for having me uh let's see so when i was about 11 years old uh i started doing graffiti okay and uh all my all of my older neighbors everyone in the neighborhood kind of uh, that was what they were doing, and so uh, everyone, we were all real close uh, growing up, and so we all got into it, you know, and people kind of fell out of it, and I just stuck with it, and uh, did that for about eight, yeah, like a good eight years, okay. and uh, yeah, when I was 17, I had my daughter, um, Autumn, and uh Basically, I was selling weed at the time, uh, okay. making money, uh-huh. and uh, 
working. I got a job at a pizza place when I was 18 years old. And uh, so that's how I was kind of supporting myself and my daughter and girlfriend at the time. And uh, just w one night, like fast forward to, yeah, like age, I, I guess I was 18. Uh, my buddy, one of my graffiti friends, uh, we were hanging out. Uh, and he just started talking to me. He's like, hey, you know, like there's this class out in L.A. Uh, they teach you how to hand letter and uh, paint signs. And I had no idea what that even meant. Mm -hmm. and I was literally just like, I had just graduated high school and uh, wasn't really trying to go to college. But I knew I needed to do something different because uh, once I had my daughter, uh, something just, you know, it clicked in my head. I didn't grow up with my dad. So one thing I would always say is, uh, you know, I don't want to be like my dad when I grow up. Right. So that was kind of motivation for me to do something good with my life. Okay. So it wasn't until that point where my friend offered, where he told me about that class. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, how about we just go down to L.A. and we'll go check it out and see what it's about. And so I said, sure, you know, that's fine. I'll, I'll go look at it and see what they're doing. And uh, so we went down there checked out the class, met Doc, uh, kind of walked around the class and saw what everyone's doing. And all I can really remember from that day is seeing the first semester. It's a four semester course okay. over the two years. So uh, I remember the first semester just doing basic uh, gothic charts. Thank you. This is my girlfriend bringing me coffee. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just remember them doing the basic gothic charts uh with like water-based tempera paint on paper okay and uh that's so i started telling everybody yeah i'm gonna start going to school for sign sign painting and everyone's like what's that and i couldn't even tell them anything except window splash that's all that could pop up in my head i'm gonna start painting people's windows i guess and okay i had no i had no idea but that there uh, was all this other stuff you could get into huh yeah, so I just knew it was hand lettering, and uh, yeah, I just didn't know really where that could take me, you know. But I was interested, definitely. I saw what they were doing, and I was like, thought to myself, I could do this. So I signed up, and uh, my buddy and I were supposed to go together, like sign up together and start taking it. You know, we're both from Orange County, mm -hmm. and uh, when like the first day class started or something or enrollment, whatever, he didn't get in for whatever reason. And I did. So I showed up on the first day, uh, just totally like unfamiliar with the area kind of not completely, but, uh, and how far is that uh, school from where you live? Uh, with no traffic, it's about 40, 45 minutes. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And so a little bit about the class is, uh, they start at 7 a.m. Uh, Tuesday through Friday, and they get out at 12.40 p.m. And uh, basically, you're hands-on. Uh, just, uh, it's, yeah, it's all hands-on, basically, the whole five and five and a half hours that you're there. Um, so, yeah, if you want me to walk you through, basically. Yeah, uh, just tell us, tell us what a, a typical day was like. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, first semester... Um, you basically just, uh, you learn letter, uh, I don't know, like the right terminology, but letter forms, there you go. 
you go in and first alphabet, well, on the first day of class, and I still have my, my sign, uh, my little drawing that I did, uh, first day of class, Doc kind of tells you, you know, what, what a good sign looks like and how to make a good sign, basically, roughly, okay. and uh, sums it up basically with emphasis and uh, contrast and things like that, you know, big and small and uh, light and dark, but so he has us do a little drawing on the first day. And uh, he gives you the copy, which for mine was Kevin's Tattoo Parlor. And he has you draw it out and gives you like 30 minutes or something. Okay. Or an hour. And, uh, and, then you sh- and then after that's over, you know, he, uh, you kind of hold up your little paper drawing that you're so proud of and think you did a good job. And he just nitpicks the <laughs> out of it and tells mm-hmm. you how bad it sucks and uh, what's wrong with it. And, uh, but yeah, I, I kept mine. So it's, it's really funny looking at it because just everything, the words, uh, like word spacing and letter spacing and everything is just all messed up. But sure. So first semester is nothing. Uh, you just, you learn how to draw the letters completely. Uh, no like rulers or anything, you know, you're drawing straight lines with a pencil. And, uh, I mean, you have your guidelines obviously, but, uh, you're making measurements off of a chart and, uh, that's like that are like proper letters, I guess. Okay. And uh, you're measuring off the chart and going back to your paper and drawing all these letters in the whole alphabet. And uh, once you've done that however many times and have learned what a uh, good letter looks like and the size of it, you know, there's like wide letters, uh, narrow letters, and uh, normal letters. And, uh, yeah, once you do that, then that's when you actually start picking up a brush and you learn how to use the... uh, tempera paint and uh yeah so that's basically first semester you don't touch one shot you don't use a quill mall stick or anything like that you just draw uh, yep you just draw and and then by the end of the semester you do your first paper sign all with tempera paint uh one color uh maybe maybe one to three colors now i don't know but uh just simple just the basics you know and Mm -hmm. if you can stick it out through that that's that's the toughest semester that a lot of people stay because uh it's boring. You, it's a lot of repetition and uh, and docs in a hole, you know. <laughs> so no, but I love the guy. But that, that's that, a requirement that, to teach anybody anything. Yeah. So <laughs> he he's got to get rid of the people who you know aren't fit to last. I guess you know. Just, yeah. Uh, so if you stick through that, uh, next semester's second semester, and that's where you pick up the. Uh, like quills and um, one shot and you start practicing with that Um, everybody in the class learns to paint and letter with a mall stick it's required Um, whether you want to do that on your own after school or whatever you don't have to you know but during class you have to use a mall stick okay so uh, that's how I learned and I I use it about um, about 50% at least of the time I'm painting, you know, depending on what I'm what I'm working on, because mm-hmm. you can't always use a mall stick. Sure, but uh, it definitely helps, and there's tricks to using one. So, uh, yeah, that's basically second semester. You just kind of learning the brush and feeling it, and uh, third semester's all all glass. Um, you learn how to paint exterior glass, reverse. Uh, second semester, you also learn gold leaf. And uh, so that carries over into the third. You start doing gold leaf on glass. Okay. And uh, all, is it all water gilding? 
Uh, nope, surface gilding in the okay. third semester. Okay. But uh, and so or matte gilding, you know, as some people might know it as. Mm-hmm. But um, and then so yeah, it's just uh, you learn blending techniques, uh, like convex lettering. You know, some of the specialty stuff. That's also in the second semester of the convex. You learn some cool things you can do. Uh, and uh, four semesters, basically, all, like, specialty um, tricks, like wood graining, uh, faux, like, aged um, signs, you know, faux aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you learn water gilding in the fourth semester. Um yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's more, you know, that trade tech listeners might be hearing right now, like, why aren't you naming this? Right, sure. <laughs> but, uh, but that's kind of the sum of it. And uh, every, so it's four days a week, and uh, two of the days out of the week, uh, Wednesday and Friday, you have a layout class, which is about half of the day. And uh, all, that, all that you're focusing on is layout. So Doc will be in the lecture room, and it's only for... Uh, second third and fourth semester okay and they, all, they all meet in the lecture room and uh basically doc will go on the chalkboard and he'll write down a size of the sign blank and uh the copy and everybody will most mostly oh yeah what i forgot to mention too is you learn how to cut vinyl and stuff while you're in the second semester and up heresy <laughs> and uh you have to do it you know now that that it's good it's good to have a full well-rounded knowledge of you know sign making um you know i a lot of us dig on you know vinyl but a lot of us have done lots of it over the years as well so you got all sorts of noises going on over there yes sorry about that (laughs) oh can you hear that beeping yeah oh yeah someone's alarm that's southern california what do you expect yeah. <laughs> okay, so with with what you got taught there, um like what what process are you using? Like let's say you know Joe from the tattoo shop calls you and says I w- I want a a board painted above my door and I want lettering in my window. Like where do you start? Uh me personally, uh first thing I do when someone tells me what they want, I I use a pencil and paper and sketch something out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do both. Um, I have a plotter, and I have uh, Sign Lab, which is software. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also draw, and and that's kind of one of the things I pride myself on. You know, being a sign painter is that I can draw, and that I'm not uh, fully like I'm not just limited to computer. You mm-hmm. know, like I I can do lettering, and and I don't need the computer, but. Uh, it mostly depends on what kind of business I'm doing the sign for. Um, like a lot of the tattoo guys, um, they like a lot of like custom lettering and cool stuff that uh, you won't, you don't really find on the computer, like fonts. Right, right. So any so anytime I'm doing anything for like a tattoo shop, that's always just I always draw it no matter what, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a different look, and you can do a lot more when you draw. Yeah. Uh, for me personally. But, uh, you know, if I'm doing, like, uh, let's see, like, um, you know, just like a wall sign or something, and they want some just uh, simple, like, block lettering, 
uh, I'm going to plot that out on my computer. You know, I'll come up with a design on my software and type it out and make sure, you know, I know all the rules. Uh, well, most of them, you know, uh, letter spacing and stuff and correct the things that are wrong when you just type something out on a computer. Right. And, uh, and plot it out, you know, and do the normal steps. And, and that's, that's like a time that I would use my software. Yeah. And you know, that's a, it's an interesting thing to me about a lot of the younger guys getting into it is I've come across quite a few guys that, um, have the mindset, um, that they need to do absolutely everything by hand. Uh, and you should learn how to do everything by hand, but there are times where, like what you're saying, if somebody says, I want the word no parking, you know, 18 inches tall on this fence, yeah, you know, I, it, it's, uh, it's much more practical to just, you know, lay that out in the software, blast out a pattern, get it done and then move on to some custom window job or some ornate leaf job that you're working on that's all handwork than, you know, trying to, you know, master, I'm going to make these 18 inch block letters, you know, uh, all by hand and and take three days to do something that could take an afternoon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the point is, you know, we're trying to make money and make a living while, yeah, still keeping the the art form of it. But uh, I mean, uh, we're business people, you know, we got to I have to pay bills, you know, and I'm not trying yep. to do it by hand just to say that I do everything by hand. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, too. Is that something that they go over in the class, is some of the business aspect of it? Yeah, uh, in the fourth semester, um, you're also taught, yeah, businesses, uh, licensing, um, pricing. Uh, yeah, that that's really valuable. You know, a lot of the the guys that I'm talking about that are, you know, stubbornly sticking to, no, I just want to do all of this by hand. It's not a business for them. They're not supporting anyone with it. They're just, you know, tinkering on the weekends or something. But, you know, you also have to look at the practical side of production. Um, And you have to pick your battles. You know, there are some things that... uh, you know, from start to finish, you know, I don't want to involve anything but full handwork when I work on it because of what the piece is and what I'm trying to, to make it look like. But, you know, like I said, if somebody wants the words no parking and block letters on their fence, I'm going to be blasting that pattern out and, you know, yeah. knocking it out. I'm not, I'm not trying to create a piece of artwork with the word no parking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, I notice a lot of like. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously a younger guy. Um, that's not what I was going to say, but uh, like just like people who are interested in it, but um, like don't necessarily know too much. But I notice that a lot of people like all the uh, artistic things that you can do to the lettering, like the double shades and mm-hmm. different like uh, just you know the colorful like artsy uh, side of it. Which is cool. I love it too, but I don't get to do a lot of it unless it's for my personal use because not too many people will pay for the time that all that stuff takes. Yep, exactly. But, you know, that's, uh, I I think uh, a lot of us, what we've done over the years is, you know, we'll we'll pick certain jobs where the customer has given us some creative freedom and, you know, we'll end up blowing way more time on it than we're getting paid for. But, you know, sometimes you've got to do that to keep your sanity. 
Yeah, and speaking of that, it just reminded me of, because uh, I've been listening to a few of uh, the podcasts more often lately. Um, okay. And just, uh, so I was listening to the one with John Lennig right now. Uh-huh. And you guys were talking about, um, well, you were talking about how you were going to surprise the candy shop lady with the mm-hmm. A, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, it kind of reminded me of this story that, well, not a story, but, uh, something that was told to me by uh, an older sign painter. And, uh, cause he, this guy, his name's, uh, Bob Thompson, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his business is team Thompson. He's out in Lake Havasu area. He's been doing it for like over 40 years. Okay. And, uh, actually I got a story about this too, if you don't mind. Oh yeah. Bring it on. It's about how I met this guy. So, uh, one night, you know, it's about 9.30 p.m. I'm driving home from Montclair on the freeway, which is about like an hour away from my house. And so I'm, it's 9.30 at night. I'm driving on the freeway, and I see, like, this red Toyota Tacoma or something, you know, and, and I see it has lettering all over it on the tailgate, on the sides, and uh, I'm a few cars behind him. But I can tell just by the layout that it's hand-painted, you okay. know. Uh, that's just that's one of the things too about being hand painted is or being a sign painter is our our layouts you know they stand out uh, from graphic designers or final guys right but uh, so I could tell it was hand painted and I'm kind of speeding up so I can get right next to this guy and uh, finally I'm like uh, I'm up on his side you know in the next lane over and I'm looking over at him and like a stalker. Yeah, he doesn't see me, you know, and it's it's late. He's a, he's an older guy. He's got to be he's in his 60s. And I, so I start honking my horn, and this is probably dumb because we're on the freeway uh-huh. <laughs> and driving like, you know, 70 miles per hour or something. And I'm honking, and uh, he kind of looked over at me, and I waved, you know, at him, and uh he kind of just kept driving, and I'm like, "All right." So I got behind this guy cuz I really wanted to talk to him. I saw on his truck it said Lake Havasu. And his license plate said uh, Nevada or Arizona, which wherever that is. And uh, I'm like, all right, this guy's out of town, you know. Like, I just want to talk to this guy. I'm never going to run into him again. Mm-hmm. So I started, like, kind of following him for a little bit. And uh, and he's got to know I'm following him because I was just honking at him, and now I'm behind him. He's thinking how much he hates L.A. at this moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I, I have two cars. I have my Jeep and then I have my 1960 Chevy truck and, and my truck's all lettered up, but my Jeep is just my normal car, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm in my Jeep. So he doesn't know who I am or that I also paint signs. And, uh, so he keeps going and I'm like, all right, you know, if he goes too far, I'm, I'm, I gotta get off on my exit, you know, cause I'm going home. But, uh, he ended up getting off on there was two exits I could have got off on and uh, he got off on the first one so I I got off with them so we're on the off ramp and I'm still doing the same thing honking at him you know trying to get his attention and this time he waves at me but I'm trying to get him to roll his windows down or anything doesn't do it so we're going we're driving down Beach Boulevard now so I'm a couple cities away from uh, where I need to go my house and same thing I'm just I'm creeping him out you know I know I'm freaking mm-hmm. him out driving right next to him he's speeding up i'm speeding up he's we're driving like 40 miles per hour now on like a 50 mile per hour street when there's no traffic you know everyone all the cars are going around both of us because we're blocking up two lanes basically i and uh anyway the same thing you know i'm like if he goes too far i I gotta turn on my street 
and all of a sudden he gets in the left-hand turn lane, like real quick, you know, it's a, it's a red light in the left-hand turn lane and it's a green light to go straight and we're driving straight and he goes, left-hand turn lane. I, I cut over, you know, two lanes to get in the left-hand turn lane, so I'm right behind him again. And uh, he pulls into a parking lot. It's a liquor store, so it's all lit up. And uh, he pulled in. I pulled in right after him, like two la- two spaces over, you know, and parked. You're lucky and- the guy didn't shoot you or something. <laughs> he, he was probably thinking I was going to do that to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he, he gets out of his car with his little big gulp cup and uh, starts walking to the liquor store. Doesn't even acknowledge me or anything. And I got out of my car and I was like, hey. And I, the first thing I said, I'm a sign painter too. You know, I want to talk to you. And so he's like, he kind of like stopped and okay. And so uh, it's about like 10 o'clock right now. Like by the time that we're talking, I introduced myself, you know, my name's Alex and I'm a sign painter and I noticed your truck and I really wanted to talk to you. And so uh, I, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I was creeped out. <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to do. Uh, I saw that you were following me. So he's like, I pulled over into a spot with a lot of lights. And uh, he's like, but I'm glad that, you know, you are who you are and introduced yourself. And, and not uh, a serial killer. It, yeah. And so uh, he wasn't sure if I was going to mug him. That's what he told me. <laughs> and uh, but anyways, so we're talking and uh, we ended up talking for about three hours that night till 1.30 a.m. in the morning, just outside uh, outside of a liquor store, just talking hmm. about signs. And he was just so willing to share any and all information that he could. He, he kept trying to tell me things and, uh, oh, this is so important. You need to know this. Oh, this is so important. You need to know this. And I'm trying to take it all in. And But uh, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, he specializes in, in boats. That's, that's all he paints now. You know, over 40 years, that's all he does now is boat lettering. Uh-huh. But... Uh, so, anyways, how I even started talking about that guy was uh, he's, he's painted a few fun- uh, coffins and stuff for funerals and things like that. And he's done a lot of race cars, so he race car drivers, like caskets and things like that. And mm. uh, one of the things he was telling me is that, you know, when the widow comes up to him and asks him to do something like that, he can't give her a bill, you know, at, like right. for doing something like that. So. He does, he does them for free, you know, when they come up. Awesome. And, uh, and that's kind of his way of giving back uh, a little bit. And, uh, and one thing that he was telling me, too, which I, which I find is true, is that uh, when you're doing things like that for free and you're not getting paid um, and you want to make it look nice, you know, it, it actually uh, – you actually tend to put more time uh, into making something look nice when you're not getting paid for it. Because yeah. when then it's art. Yeah, when you're getting paid for something, you're like, I got to get it done in this many hours, or I'm going to start losing money. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you don't have that over your head, you know, and you just want to make something look nice, uh, yeah, I mean, it shows. Yeah, well, that's so. cool. That's cool that he does that. Yeah. Yeah, we. I think everybody's got uh, certain things that that they do just to hook people up. Um, I think a lot of us keep it private because you don't want to get just totally overwhelmed with it but you know um that's really cool that he does that though so he does like lettering and stuff on the caskets of race car drivers when they die i mean not just specifically race car drivers but that's one of the ones that he was telling me about uh he was doing gold leaf on it and just he went all out on it and it was all for free that's very cool yeah he yeah it just makes him feel good very cool 
So what, what is your setup like? I see some stuff in the background. Yeah. You working so, out of your garage? Yep, yep. I work out of my garage. Milk uh, that as long as you can. I've yes. told so many young guys, you do not go out and get shop rent and all this other stuff. And, you know, every time you hit a slow period, you're going to hate yourself. There ain't yeah. nothing wrong with painting in the garage. Guys have been doing it for hundreds of years. Paint yeah. your garage. Oh, I love it. It's 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 always been my spot. Uh, even when I was, you know, like 19 years old living at my mom's house and, and she uses the garage as a normal person does for storage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was making it work there. But now I've got my own place uh, nice. with my girlfriend and uh, and our uh, daughters. And, uh, yeah, my whole garage is just dedicated to my sign shop, quote, unquote. Hey, sign shop's a sign shop. It don't matter if it's in your garage or in some fancy building. But, yeah, it's perfect. You know, I got my easel and the electro pounce and plotter and everything I need, my cutting table and very cool. Just walk downstairs. That's the hard part, though, sometimes, you know, since it is connected to my house. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm just, I'll be upstairs and feeling lazy, like, ah, oh, I know I got to go down there, but uh, I'm pretty comfortable right now up here. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it's uh, it's a two-edged sword, you know, because yeah. you, um, you can get really unmotivated, especially if the weather's crummy. Or if the weather's nice, because then you're like, huh, maybe I'll just take off for the afternoon. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah, it's funny because uh, right before like we just reached each other through Skype, uh, I was taking off my jacket. I just want I just wanted to kind of be somewhat prepared, you know, sitting down and all that stuff. But I was taking off my jacket because it's a little bit warm. And then I was like, wait, I can't tell that to someone who lives in Texas, you know, because <laughs> we've got like seventy degree weather night right now, like seventy two, you know, and it's a perfect day. But uh, that's anytime- actually we we've had these crazy storms this last like two weeks been thunderstorms nonstop. So today was actually up until around noon was in the fifties. Uh, but yeah, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anytime you tell someone, if you're from Southern California and you tell someone from out of state that it's hot or it's cold, they're going to bash you. You know, you don't know what hot is like and you don't know what cold is like. And it, it's true. The weather out here is Spoiling to say yeah, the least. Yeah, I, I lived in uh, Southern California. That's actually where I met my wife, but it was up in Big Bear, uh, which that's a whole different climate up there because it's yes. 7,000 feet up and it snows like crazy. I, I guess they just got snow a couple days ago. I was looking at one of my friend's feeds and I was like, ugh, snow in May? No thanks. <laughs> so, um, so what's your setup like when you go to do work? Do you have like a work van or something or? Yeah, I've got, I've got my truck. Okay. So my, you know, I've got an eight foot long bed in, for my truck and, uh, I've got all my signs on it and everything. And, uh, it's kind of, I've, I've gotten some work from it, you know, from people seeing it and sure. in my outfit, if you can kind of see, you know, I always got paint all over myself. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of just, I know I'm going to paint, so I wear my painted clothes. And then when I'm done working, I end up just walking around like this all day anyways. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of my get up. So so the trade tech school is two years long? Yeah, it's a two, year, two years long. And uh, and what's that cost? Um, well, it costs, I believe now it's probably around $500 a semester. And, oh, uh, that, really? So, for, so two grand and you've got it under your belt. Yeah, it's worth it, definitely. That's crazy good. Anybody, uh, and you know, 
they, they have like fee waivers and stuff too, where if you're not making a lot of money, uh, they'll actually pay for you to, to go to the class. They'll pay for your class. They won't pay you. Well, I mean, you can get that, but, uh, they'll pay for your class and all you need to do is show up. Pay so for there's assistance available too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So Anybody, how many people were in your class? Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, crowded right now. Um, in my class, I mean, starting the first semester is always the most crowded, you know, cause everybody wants to get in and everybody wants to learn Right. and people start dropping out immediately in the first semester. And, and then even when the first semester is over, you know, they don't come back the next semester. They're like, ah, like how many people do you estimate started, started with you in the first semester and stuck it out through the end? All right. So there's probably at least like, there's probably uh, about 25 to 30 people who start in the first semester. And by the graduating fourth semester, you got about six people left. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Guthrie must be hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, he, he's got a bunch of stories. Uh, you, you'd have to hear it from him because, I mean, I'm going to try to tell one of them. But, uh, you know, he, he, he has stories about um, however many years ago when, uh, you know, sign painting wasn't very popular and uh, they wanted to keep that class alive they would actually go out on the street and find homeless people and, and try to get them to, to uh, enroll in the class just to keep it going. Yeah. Um, that class is actually the either the first or second um, oldest class on that campus at LA Trade Tech. It's been there since uh, the 20s, I believe. Wow. Very yeah, cool. And, it, and it's the only one in the country now, like actual school. Yeah. So, so, so what's the dynamic like, like with you and the, the guys that you graduated with? I mean, are you guys pretty like, is there like a camaraderie there or is it like everybody just went their own way and just like, I'll catch you later. I'm going to go paint signs. How, how does that go? Uh, I personally feel like there is a camaraderie, you know, like, uh, we, depending on who it is, I, I'm close with like a handful of uh, trade tech graduates that I went to school with mm -hmm. that are actually still doing it because even out of the six people that you might graduate with, only one of them is probably actually going to do it as a career, hmm. uh, if that. So um, so the people who have stuck it out, uh, I, I, I stay pretty close with. Cool. Yeah, so, and, and, and uh, anybody, because I, I get a lot of people uh, coming to me and asking for me to teach them, you know, like, do you do classes and workshops? And I don't, and, uh, and I don't plan to anytime soon at all, at least. Right. And, uh, but I always recommend going to trade tech. Like if you, because it's not so easy to learn from a journeyman sign painter anymore. They're just not around. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's the next best thing. I mean, it is the best thing you learn from a journeyman sign painter. And, uh, and I mean, you learn all the rules. It's like people don't really, understand like that there are rules to it and yeah it there's a lot of us um you know i grew up in south texas and there was absolutely nothing available and the only way i learned was working with my dad um and uh a lot of what i learned over the years was either trial and error or some dude would come into town and work with us for a couple of months who's like an alcoholic or whatever, and you'd pick up stuff real quick because you knew he wasn't sticking around. <laughs> um, 
So it's interesting to me that, you know, that you've had the opportunity to like learn in stages, you know, uh, I know Chris, uh, DeBell, um, his dad taught one of those, um, trade schools in Australia. And so, you know, the, those of you who've been able to, um, you know, go through that process, I find that really interesting. You know, my process was basically slave labor, you know, I've told this story before, but you know, my, my dad had us, you know, um, doing, you know, layouts and prep work and all of that for three solid years before I ever was allowed to touch paint at all. It's so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that's, that's cool. So, um, to keep the tradition going, uh, what's a young dude like you listen to? (laughs) Actually, uh, um, I listen to a lot of like classic rock and, uh, I I have my phases that this is my phase right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's mostly cause of my girlfriend and, uh, because of her dad. Yeah. He, he was on to the classic rock. So that's what I listen to a lot of now, like the doors and Zeppelin and, um, but I also, it depends mostly on what kind of mood I'm in or, or what I'm going to go do, you know, like, uh, if I'm waking up real early to do a job, I like to listen to like some classic rock or something mellow, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I used to listen to a lot of punk rock mm-hmm. and uh, go to all the shows and stuff like that, and I still do occasionally. And uh, that music always, you know, will amp me up. So if I'm trying to get like pumped up for something, uh, I'll I'll turn that on, and and I yeah, uh, that's what uh, that's what gets me going sometimes. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well, um, any uh, any embarrassing things happened to you so far now that you've tried to go out and do your own thing? Uh, yeah, I'm sure a ton of embarrassing things uh, have happened, but I'm trying to think about it now. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, my girlfriend just popped in right now. Right? <laughs> and she just she just heard me say that. And she just reminded me of a story. So uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I was out in L.A., uh, working one time and I'm working inside of like a what's to be a skate shop and so I'm doing this huge sign for them it's uh, well it's like I, I don't even remember the dimensions on it 10 feet by something and uh, so I'm working on it there and uh, I'm painting and I have like a, a court or uh, or something like or however much it was of the one shot and uh, it's it's yellow and uh, i'm sitting down painting you know crisscross and uh i knock the yellow paint over somehow and it spilled all over my i don't even know how it got on my shirt and my pants and my shoes nice. but i was completely just drenched in yellow one shot and i don't have any spare clothes i'm in los angeles you know not right next to my house and uh I went to my car because I was like, uh, I need to do something right now. And it was super embarrassing because I got the guys right there, you know. Like, I just mm-hmm. drenched the paint all over myself. And uh, luckily, it was a skate shop, you know, so they're pretty cool. You know, they don't really care. Whereas if it had been a dentist office, they might right. have been They'd mad. shoot you or something. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, which I have a story about that one, too. But, uh, so I walked to my car, and all I have in my car is a towel. So I took my shirt off. And I've, it's, it bled through my shirt. You know, I got this huge yellow stain on my skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took off my 
I'm I'm pretty. Get, one of my boxers took off my pants. I I totally undressed. You know, I'm out in L.A. too, so I don't really care because there's a lot of weirdos. Yeah, out there. yeah, you get away with anything. So uh, I'm just undressed. I put my towel on me, and I, you know, I try to wipe off, and and I come back. I'm pretty sure uh, I got my shoes back on, but no socks. So I got my shoes and nothing else but a towel on me, and I'm walking back to the skate shop because I got to go finish the sign, and. Uh, so I'm walking down the street because I didn't park right in front of the shop. And, uh, yeah, I'm walking back, you know, and, and all these people are commenting to me like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and whatever they're saying and, and like joking around with me, you know, like looks like you're like having a good one or something like that. And I'm just kind of smiling, you know, and because uh, I, was, I wasn't even mad at all. You know, it was just funny to me. I knew it was going to be a story to tell. Sure. And, uh but yeah, I went back and, and the guy actually, they, they all started laughing at me. Just hilarious, you know, how I came back. And uh, the guy actually had some like basketball shorts and uh, and right next to the skate shop was a uh, like a t-shirt shop. So he gave me a t-shirt and some basketball shorts. So Did you they, spill paint all over his floor or anything or just on yeah, your but it, it Yeah, but it was like tile or like, like it was like tile floor or something. So it was really easy to clean. Uh, they, they all got towels and helped me out. And, and they weren't mad about it, so that was the best part. Nice. But uh, that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've got another story, too, not so embarrassing. But uh, it's about um, this guy who didn't want to pay me, basically, one time, who actually used to be my old boss at the pizza place I used to work at. Oh, even worse. And uh, um, so, yeah, I worked at a pizza place. And uh, so basically right when I started uh, going to trade tech, um, you know, you don't learn really uh, how to like go out and make a living in the first semester. But uh, I started in fall of 2011. And uh, when December came, every December, uh, Doc will bring in like a guest window splash artist or he'll do it himself. And uh, so we had uh, the window goddess who's like a local mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. Uh, she came in and did a demo for us. And, uh, and you know, I, I knew basic, basic Gothic lettering and, uh, she taught us how to do window splash. So, uh, yeah, my first semester, that's what I started doing. Started doing window splash. And, uh, that's kind of how I was making a little bit of money. Like I was doing it dirt cheap, you know, but I was trying to get the experience more than the money, but also I didn't know how to price at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing these windows for like 50, 60 bucks and I'm doing like eight windows or something like that. <laughs> something huge, you know, like first time ever, 50% off, like across all their windows. But, uh, and so I was working at a pizza place while I was going to school and, uh, and they had an old window splash on their, on their windows that was there for 30 years or something. And, uh, so I told them, Hey, you know, I'll do it for you guys. And I, I don't even remember what I, what price I did it for, but you know, I just named my pricing then. So hmm. it was not worth, uh, it in payment or whatever, but, uh, I did it. And, uh, and so, yeah, they loved it. You know, it was all good. They, they ended up moving locations like a year or two later. And by this time I'm already a full-time sign painter and, uh, my prices have gone up and everything. And so uh they call me back you know do our window and we agreed on a price and i'm doing it and i'm halfway through i'm i'm three quarters of the way through i'm almost done 
and uh, he comes out and uh, he goes, where's the big pizza? And um, he's this Korean guy, so his English isn't that good. Mm-hmm. And uh, where's the where's the pizza? And I'm, what pizza? You know, you didn't tell me you wanted a pizza and I'm almost done. And uh, oh, no, I want a pizza. I want a pizza, blah, blah. I, I'm not going to pay you until there's a pizza on there. And there's no room for a pizza. I took up the window space, you know, with whatever I was doing. Right. And uh, no, no, I'm not going to pay you. He walks back inside, and there's customers in there and everything, you know. And I, I can't. I went in there. It, it pissed me off for sure. And uh, I went in there, and I wasn't making a scene, but I made sure that the customers could hear what was going on. And I, I told them, so you're not going to pay me for what, for all, like for what I just did right now, you know. I'm almost done, and uh, I wanted it to be clear to everybody, you know, because I, I knew this was going to escalate. I knew who he was. He used to be my boss, so. Uh, yeah, he, no, I'm not going to pay you. And I was like, at all? Like, not even for what I just did? No, nothing. And so... Get out the razor blade. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I did. So I told him, all right. And got out the razor blade and just went... <laughs> did, like, how just scrapes through it. I didn't remove the whole thing. You know, I just ruined it. Hmm. And uh, you could still you could still read what it said, but you could tell that it was damaged. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, he came out so pissed, like yelling at me i couldn't even understand him but i knew he was mad and uh so anyways he's he i'm calling the cops i'm calling the cops and i said sure you know like you're not whatever you know called the cops cops came and when the cops came he was so like uh the cops were just like okay you hold on let's talk to this guy and so they talked to me and i told him you know we agreed on a price we agreed on what i was doing Last minute, he wants to add something. I told him it's going to cost more. He didn't want to pay more. Turns out he didn't want to pay me at all. And so I, I, I scraped it off. He's not going to get a free sign, and I'm not going to remove the whole thing because that costs money too. Hmm. So I just left it as is, you know, and the cops kind of saw where I was coming from, and, and they told him, yeah, you know, uh, you didn't pay him, so, uh, and he didn't, he didn't break the window, you know, so if you want to get it removed, you're going to have to pay to get it removed, but uh, he's not getting paid for anything, so he's not in the wrong here. <laughs> and uh, I got to walk away, and, uh, and, I, and I was mad, you know, I just put in all my hours and my paint, and I didn't get paid, but uh, he was left there with that crappy ruined sign, and uh, I would drive by it, and he left it there for couple few weeks you know and i'm like it just made me mad because you could still read that it said pizza really Uh big so it was still doing its job kind of right and uh and i'm like oh man you know like i should go scrape it some more and uh but i didn't and it turns out yeah a few weeks later he ended up calling me back he apologized and uh he had me finish it up and he he paid me the remainder or what it cost you know there was no additional charges everybody started telling me oh you should have doubled it and all this stuff but it was almost done i patched up my scrapes and uh, got my money in eh, you made peace with the guy uh, it's all good yeah and i mean that that was my favorite pizza spot ever like in the whole city you know like i love that place so uh, i didn't i wasn't i was on my strike you know i wasn't getting pizza from there for a while but right. once we made peace i uh, went back and uh, i caved <laughs> good deal good deal well thanks for coming on the show and explaining the uh the trade tech thing. Um, I think there's a lot of people curious about that. Uh, I I do know from talking to a couple of people, it sounds like it's really hard to get in at this point. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Cause like I said, it's, it's really crowded and, uh, 
it's it's definitely blowing up you know people are taking more of an interest to sign painting not that i come from 20 years ago and have seen the whole process you know but just from where i started out uh four years ago um yeah i've seen it it's already it's getting more uh whatever the word is you know yeah it's really mushroomed you know i think the uh the sign painter movie i think that's still having an effect um you know of people that are still just coming across it now and getting interested and getting you know motivated and stuff yeah well it'd be interesting to see where it goes yeah cool all right well thanks for coming on and um keep painting i'm i follow you on instagram so i'll I'll keep an eye on you. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. If I, if I think you're screwing up, I'll I'll put a comment on there or something. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, man. All right. We'll talk Thanks to you later. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alex. Bye. All right. Thanks for coming on, Alex. That was uh, that was kind of cool to be able to see um, see your perspective on it as a as somebody new coming into it who went through the whole process with the trade school I appreciate that and um, I appreciate all of you listening uh, we're we're still moving ahead I, I get emails and comments every week on the uh, podcast from new listeners people enjoying it and um, I'm glad you are I'm trying to uh, trying to constantly improve and, and give you guys something good to listen to and um i also wanted to thank everybody who's been ordering the uh sign painters blend coffee from full city rooster uh keep seeing pictures on our social media of of people who uh are enjoying the coffee and that's a good thing we really uh want to support our sponsor with uh full city rooster they've been really good to us for from the beginning of the show and uh, just want to thank everybody for the support and for listening. And uh, uh, I guess I also want to thank people for um, being committed to keeping sign painting alive. And it's really exciting to see this uh, this next crop of people coming on board. And they're excited about it for the right reasons. And they're committing for the right reasons. And um, kind of gives us old guys hope that it'll it'll continue on. So cool stuff. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week and thanks for tuning in. Today's episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter is brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters in Dallas, Texas. Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster Coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstarr.com.